0: Welcome to the Tribe of Spoken, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the long-running CBS reality series Survivor. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting the finale, Survivor Co-Wrong, Season 32, Episode 14, the whole Season 32 finale, Not Going Down Without a Fight. Not Going
1: Down Without a Fight.
0: Wednesday, May 18th, and to recap, last week Joe went home with a medical pull. He, he over- went down
1: without a fight.
0: <laughs> I think Joe fought that.
1: He did. Joe Joe turned out to be a pretty uh, pretty spectacular guy. He
0: really did. He really did. He overate some red meat, and it caused him some constipation and urinary problems. And But I, I really hate that. 71-year-old Joe, when he goes home, the last just few days before. We start off with Jeff in the reunion studio, and then they flash back. To the actual last time, which that was pretty cool. I don't know if they've done that before, but it's day thirty-six on the Dara tribe, and Mark the chickens waking everybody up before dawn.
1: Yeah, and Ty's trying to quiet Mark down because his he's still kind of worried that somebody might want to eat Mark.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he's afraid that as their days uh, get get fewer, they're. There won't, there won't be a reason to keep Mark the Chicken alive. And he's also talking about that he doesn't want everybody to be all upset because he can't use his idol anymore. It was only good through the final five. And with Joe leaving, that, that was it. And Ty and Aubrey are talking about getting rid of Michelle because... She's not made anybody mad. And Michelle's talking to Sydney about how if Ty wins, she'll be the one to go home. And Sydney's telling her that she'd like to go to the final with three girls and all this. We go to the reward challenge. And it's this weird obstacle course with, with a balancing of tiles on a machete yeah, and they then have the to, working a working puzzle.
1: they have to go through the obstacles with the tiles and on, balanced on the machete. And it, it looked pretty rough.
0: And yeah, that machete balancing thing, can you imagine no. how hard that would be? Because they had to carry so many tiles, as many as they could, stacked up on this machete through an obstacle course. First,
1: yeah, first they had to get through an obstacle, then they had to go on a balance beam with it, and then they had to get to the end and get them all there, right. and then they had to put the matching tiles together and... Uh, and and the ones that didn't match on the back, there were numbers and put the numbers in sequence and, and do your, I mean, good gosh, this was a pretty complicated reward challenge.
0: Yeah, I think I would forget by the time I even got to the end.
1: I may have just gone over and sat down. You know, Aubrey really, um, she was really good at this. You know, the balancing, she was moving through it fast. And I don't see how because she... If you looked at her machete and her tiles, it looked like at st- times they were sideways. Okay,
0: i, I got to tell you, I have no idea how she did, what she did in that. She was the most awkward-looking person I believe we've ever seen. And for whatever reason, it was just working for her.
1: Yeah, she made it. And she she got her rhythm down and she got those tiles over there. But she almost blew it because she had two tiles that looked similar but weren't exact and in fact finally she, she it. corrected it and and turned around and won but but by that time Ty and Michelle were also uh, doing they were, did the combination point and they were working their combinations and working right. their their number schemes and they, they, they were, were really they were like very really close. close
0: and she had such a lead on them and it was just Trust me, I am not making fun of Aubrey because I would be ju- you know, I mean I can trip over color, but she was so awkward and just did so good. But she
1: won and she and I let her take somebody. She took Sydney. What'd you think about that decision?
0: I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what I thought about it. I I thought she was gonna take Ty. I thought her and Ty had the alliance. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but her and Ty were solid, see. So she wanted to take somebody that she could also count on to vote out Michelle.
0: Yeah, yes, and I get all that. But it's just like Jeff said. If you take somebody like that and they get to protein up before the final uh, immunity challenge, you're really giving somebody a big leg up. And I just don't know about doing that with Sydney, as athletic and everything as she.
1: Well, you've got a point, but you've also—it was a, tr- a strategic move to get her on Aubrey's side, so that she would vote with Aubrey and Ty. That was this was the idea, you know, right or wrong, that was the idea.
0: Yeah, and then they went to the immunity challenge. And they have this real elaborate high deck and a race to the ocean, and you get a key and you race back this and you have to unlock stairs. This was also
1: one of the most elaborate. I mean, these people that put these things together, I mean, my God, they've got to be like prefabbed long before the season starts, and they've got they've got to have them like like already in in queue, you know?
0: How much fun though would that be if your job was to come up with challenges? For the show Survivor, I think
1: my head would start to hurt. I don't. I don't think I could keep coming up with challenges.
0: Well, they're all going back and forth and everything, and uh, with and getting keys and coming back and having to you know unlock stuff and travel up and. Um, Ty's doing pretty good, and Michelle's on his heels, and then Michelle wins amazingly.
1: Michelle won, and that just totally.
0: She went from last to first.
1: Threw him a curveball.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, because they were going to get rid of Michelle, I think. Michelle
1: was on her way. And she won that, and it changed changed the whole game. Winning that challenge won her the game.
0: Yeah, it really, it absolutely did. Because I really do believe, I mean, who knows? You never know what they'll do. But I do believe they would have sent her home. But she had a guaranteed shot in the final three, and she's so happy that she's crying. And then they go back to camp and do all that, you know, who, who are they going to get rid of and all that kind of stuff. And... Aubrey is on camera talking and saying she's getting a funky vibe from Ty, and she's worried he's going to turn on her. And he was talking about it, right? He
1: was, but he didn't.
0: But he didn't.
1: And then he had a chance to, again, there at Tribal.
0: Well, that's what I'm talking about, where where he would have, right? Was there another time?
1: Yeah, well, Jeff said, uh, no, I mean, after they voted the first time.
0: Oh, right, And then Jeff right. said, are
1: you, are you locked into your position? He said, locked in. Yeah. And so was... Um, Michelle. Yes. He's hung in there this time.
0: He did. wonder why.
1: I don't know. He's flipped on everything else.
0: I know. I mean, he really did. He kind of went with what he felt like was the right move, and and I don't know. I don't think it would have made any difference, but.
1: But when she was building, when they started building those fires.
0: Before that, right before that, let me tell you this. Michelle went to Ty and tells him it's going to be Aubrey. And Ty asked Michelle, he goes, are you sure? Because I'm the one that put your name down. He actually said that to her twice. You know, he's saying that to her. So I thought that was kind of funny. I wrote down, was he trying to talk her out of it? Anyway, I'm sorry. Then go to they were building the fires. Yeah, they were
1: building the fires, and and Aubrey got one going really well. And it was a little off-center, but eventually she got her flame up there. And I thought, you know, they showed it, you know, licking the, the rope, and it was about to go, and it was about to... And, and then all of a sudden, it fell, and it went out.
0: And we have, uh, yeah, almost come. I mean, there were still embers, of course, but it was pretty much, there was no, no flame. No flame. And we've seen this before with Sydney, where she has been the slow and steady and one. The slow mover, the very careful... You know, and she's one, so I didn't know how that was going to work I out. I didn't
1: either, but boy, when that flame came back for Aubrey, it went high, and it burned through that rope pretty quickly. Yep. And she was so pleased with herself, because her fire-making skills were not what she was on that show no. for.
0: No, but see, Sydney had asked Michelle, she said, should I practice making fire? Remember that? Yep. And Michelle said, no, don't worry about I it, don't worry
1: know, about it. I I know it.
0: But Sidney becomes the eighth member of the jury and in place of Jeff telling them, okay, these are your jurors now, he didn't do that. He sends them back. And he didn't say anything. And they get back there and they're like, hey.
1: you got another challenge.
0: Right. Something's going to come up. They're probably just going to take us down to two. And back at camp, Michelle tells Ty that he just handed Aubrey a million dollars. She's mad. Ty keeps saying, I think there's only going to be two of us. I think there's only going to be two of us. And Aubrey kisses him and acts like he's just being silly. She's like, it's the three of us. Don't worry. And then the next morning, they get tree mail.
1: And yeah, and there's going to be another challenge.
0: There's going to be another challenge and they get there, but it was a challenge to win an advantage of all things. They've never done that before. No,
1: because now what they're going to do is they're going to allow one of the 3 whoever wins the challenge to vote off a jury, a member, jury member before the final vote. Unheard of, Unheard first time of. ever and what before, a crazy twist.
0: Before even the the final discussion or anything, and they said that jury member, uh, Jeff said, would be sequestered and wouldn't even get to hear any of this stuff. I know. This is a, a dexterity challenge, stacking balls on a stand with little ball-like stands in between it.
1: Yeah, it was balls stacked on top of ball stands, stacked on top of a, a double-ended ball stand that... that, that Balanced on top of the ball that you just stacked, but also had another layer to accept another ball on the right. other end. Uh, and while
0: you're balancing on a beam with a spring underneath it. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, yeah, while well, you're kind of like on a plank.
0: Right. And they all have to start over. All of them do.
1: Yeah, they're going back and forth and back. And of course, Michelle wins. She's amazing.
0: Again. At she wins this.
1: again. She's really good, she wins, and she's got the advantage
0: and it comes down to the literal last seconds. Aubrey knocks hers over, and Michelle wins and I mean that was that was another of the game changers right there, don't you think? yeah, but if anyone deserved to win this, she did because man, she was steady with this, didn't you think? yes. Well, back at camp, they're all so excited, and Michelle's str- stressing a little over her million-dollar decision, she was calling it, and she goes to Ty, and Ty says, well, I would vote out this person, and she goes to Aubrey, and Aubrey goes, no, you don't want to vote them out, you want to vote out this person, and they're all trying to keep their, quote, their people there, they well, are. Ty was wrong anyway, he didn't want her to vote out, I think it was Scott, and they weren't on Ty's side anymore anyway. And I'm kind of surprised Ty would have thought they would be.
1: Well, they were a little upset. Aubrey was a little upset when Michelle told her that he, she wanted to vote out either uh, Neil or Joe, which are her main people. Right. And, uh, because
0: the, Michelle knew that these people would not vote for her, that those would be Aubrey votes,
1: and she ended up voting out, voting out Neil.
0: And man, when she voted, well, first of all, they're shocked when they go there. That jury is
1: well, they shocked. came out. Did you hear Scott? Scott said, "This is going to be interesting." There's no necklace. Yeah. Nobody had, so it hadn't been an imu- immunity challenge, right? Or it was just a challenge where nobody won an immunity
0: necklace, right?
1: And Neil turned into ugly Neil. I kinda like Neil.
0: I like Neil too. Ice cream, Neil. Yeah
1: yeah, I kinda liked him, you know, he seemed like a good guy and then he walked by and just took a real cheap shot. I don't think it really deserves much more discussion.
0: He said you came to this game thinking you were a badass bitch, but you're more like a cute little puppy and you don't stand a chance. And I'm paraphrasing it a little bit, but that was
1: That's what he said.
0: Close to what he said.
1: That's what he said.
0: And then Jeff even said to her, "It's like it sounds like you voted out the right person."
1: She absolutely did. And uh,
0: well, he said he would have been a proponent, a vocal proponent of Aubrey had he stayed there.
1: Whatever, but he uh, he got voted out, and
0: he didn't get an opportunity to do it.
1: And Michelle won.
0: Well back at camp they're saying that Michelle got mauled on the way out and I think she that did. was pretty close. Michelle's talking about how he was probably gonna bash her out on on the on tribal but Aubrey's saying that's just the worst thing that could have happened for her. I didn't really know they were that close. Aubrey. I didn't, I didn't either. I mean, I knew he was on the Brains tribe with her, but... The next morning, they get mail with an additional surprise, and they go and they look in the, mir- in the mirror. they got a mirror there and everything. They come back, and they've got this big, huge thing with eggs and a big basket full of food and everything. They get to make themselves breakfast.
1: Curiously, no steak kebabs in this one.
0: Yeah, well... And Ty is saying that he has to win Scott over with what he says. You know, I think... Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Because you and I both, I think, were thinking... Ty, because we watched the gameplay, right? Now, Aubrey was really good. She was really, really good. But Ty, he made every move when he needed to make a move. And I don't even know if his name was ever written down, was it?
1: I didn't see any Ty votes.
0: And everybody loved Ty, for the most part. And the only time, I mean, except for Jason, when he voted Scott out, and that was a completely different thing, but... Ty was so good, and he was such a hard worker, and so caring. And he gets something takes the chicken away, so as not to disturb people, and they can sleep. I mean, just this good guy. But it was like he couldn't vocalize why he deserved to win. And I think a lot of that, when they come down to the tribal council, to the final tribal council. Yeah, you got to make a to connection with, with people. We saw um, Jeremy win last time about what he said about his wife being pregnant. Remember all that? Yeah, he connected with people. It. He connected with people. Right. And I think Ty just didn't. I think he just didn't. I don't know that I would have thought about a language barrier being a problem with that, but I really do think that was part of the problem in this, was that Ty couldn't, uh, and who knows, maybe I just really liked Ty and kind of wanted to see him win, and I wanted him to say some stuff, and maybe he didn't feel the things that I felt Felt like he was probably feeling. But he just didn't communicate very well, I didn't think. What did you think about that?
1: Well, I think that that's a good point. It's probably a great point. It, it, well, this also goes to show something that we've talked about before. And that is what's going on on camera and what's going on behind the scenes or the things that we don't see are two very different things. Right. And so what we found out here was Michelle, and they, they kind of articulated it and brought us along, that she started off weak and became stronger as she went. And that I was,
0: didn't see that. Though. I
1: didn't see it either, but it was widely recognized among the jury members.
0: Yeah, Mike, but I really do wonder, i got to tell you this, I really do wonder if that's not just one of those things that, like, one person says and then other people hear it, so they say the same thing.
1: Fair enough, but that's what but it sold enough. it that that That's what sold them on her. I think that idea,
0: yeah, but and that
1: idea was enough for them to vote for her because we watched it.
0: we did, but i just i don't look i how could I dislike a Michelle? Right, and I felt like Michelle was kind of getting the rough end of the stick when it first started, right? How
1: could I dislike a beautiful, dark-haired woman?
0: I mean, isn't she? I mean, she's so incredibly cute. Beautiful. So so pretty.
1: Beautiful girl.
0: Beautiful. 39 days without a shower out there, and, you know, beautiful back when they showed her again. I mean, everything about... And not just physically pretty, either. I mean, she seemed... You didn't see anything that was really off-putting about Michelle. No,
1: she wasn't uh, bitter or ugly or, you know, any more than anybody else. No. She she was unoffensive.
0: Very, I mean, completely unoffensive. But I I mean, I'm going to be completely honest in this because I don't think there's any reason for us to podcast this if we don't. I didn't see any reason for Michelle to win this game. And that's the truth.
1: Based on what we saw, I didn't either. Nothing. But, like I said, there's there's things going on that, that you just don't see.
0: It makes me wonder, though, and you don't see this very much on here, so maybe I'm just speaking out of turn, but I'm saying it anyway, if she didn't get voted for because she was so pretty.
1: No, I don't think
0: so. You don't think Scott and Jason and Nick... And all those guys over there? Nah. No?
1: I don't think so. I think they believed what they were talking about, and that's why they voted for her. I think, they believed, I think they believed she deserved to win, and I've got to believe them because they played with her night and day and not just the hour a week that was brought into our homes on television.
0: Well, if, if that's true, then they have done Michelle a big disservice in the way they portrayed her. Correct. Because I don't know if other people feel the same way I feel about it or not. And like I said, I mean, the girl's got everything going for her. She's just, they, I mean, everything. They didn't.
1: She she won a couple of key challenges at the end, which won her the game. And
0: yeah, the but idea
1: the, that they came up with in order to vote with her was their idea. So I've got to respect it. The players came up with the idea, and the people who played with her the last part of the game are the people who gave her the million dollars. And I I don't think they gave it to her because she was pretty. I think they gave it to her because they had rationalized in their mind they wanted her to have it. I agree with you based on what we saw. There was nothing really big that we saw which would indicate that she was really a strategic player that was making big moves
0: in any way and and
1: really deserving to win uh the game but she came up with those last i'm telling you those last two challenges gave that girl a million dollars
0: it gave her a a leg up but it was something different than that though because that does not make those jury members vote for you
1: i'm surprised that aubrey didn't win because she had been playing the game, and they know she had been playing the game, and she had been playing the game hard, but she had also been playing the game with a lot of integrity. And I mean, I, I thought that she was uh, she was not a backstabber. She did not uh, plot against other people. No, I
0: didn't see anything like she, that from her. She
1: was a really uh, a really thoughtful, well-meaning uh, person. And so I, I would have, if I, you know, based on what we saw, I would have had to vote for Aubrey. Because she really, uh, against a lot of odds, made a few, you know, key alliances and key uh, moves. And I think, I think she should have won the game.
0: Well, based on what we saw, I would have voted for Ty. Because I really felt like Ty was ultimately a survivor He didn't have the best social game.
1: He did win against greater odds, or I'm sorry, he made it to the final three against greater odds than the other two because he was pissing people off and making moves and and strategizing. And And he was
0: climbing trees and winning idols. And he was doing crap. You could put Ty out there by himself with nothing but a machete and go back and check on him in six months. And he'd have a little house built and chickens running Surrounded around. Surrounded by and a family of chickens. You know he would. And he'd be sitting there eating hearts of palm and invite you in. Burn. And smiling about it. Yes, he would, I believe. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, From what we saw, I thought it should have went to tie. Aubrey was a very close second in my book. But Michelle was a distant third in my book. Just just based on what we saw not that I dislike her, she'd be very hard to dislike.
1: Oh no, there's no it. Michelle's. Um,
0: she was the least offensive of the three by far, but yeah. I just don't think that made her the more strategic. And and Ty and Aubrey were not offensive, but I just think that did not make her the best player from what they showed us. And I don't know how they could have done a lot else that they didn't show us that would have. She didn't make any
1: controversial moves.
0: Yeah, which is what... I don't know. I don't know. But as they went up there, I just want to bring out these points really quick and kind of go over this and just take a second. But um, Nick got up and he tells them that overall, the jury doesn't know who they're going to vote for for the most part. So think about what you say. That was Nick's thing to him. Debbie gets up there and she congratulates them all, but still hung up on tie-switching alliances. That made her so mad. Debbie still was still hung up on it. She loves Aubrey's change And Aubrey says that Debbie was just too much of a threat. And so Debbie was like, she just loved that. And they kind of uh, bonded over their geekdom, I think. Julia called Michelle the weakest link that she didn't go to tribal council for 21 or 22 days. And that was the only reason why she was still there in the end. And she didn't really make a move until she voted her out. And that was the only move she made was to vote Julia out. And you know, so Julia wasn't thinking
1: very highly of Michelle. No,
0: and she wasn't thinking the same thing that the guys were over there.
1: I understand your theory.
0: Well, we we've just found out that Debbie probably voted. Well, for
1: I'm Aubrey. a guy, and I just told you I would have voted for Aubrey.
0: I know, but I'm telling you that from what this was, De- uh, Debbie.
1: Unless me- the vote had been at the reunion, I mean, and damn, I would have voted for Michelle.
0: Joe says he knows what Michelle's game is about, so he's not even going to talk to her. That's what he said. Then he talks to Ty, and Ty says that he accomplished more than Aubrey, and Aubrey's saying some schmoozy answer and throwing Ty into the bus, saying Ty didn't have his finger on the pulse of the game like she did. And I just made a note here, was there any point in Joe even asking? We know who Joe's Joe,
1: Yeah, Joe was in the tank for Aubrey. Right, from the beginning.
0: Right. Well, Jason asked Michelle about voting her alliance out, and she gives that answer about how she voted Julia out, her tightest alliance, to strengthen another alliance. Remember that, that we talked about before? When yeah, she got I, re-
1: I remember. It didn't make any sense at the time, and it didn't make any sense to, re- to go over it again at tribal council. I
0: know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, none of this, just none of this added up to me. Ty says that Jason... To Jason, that Jason and Scott were essentially too manly, and they scared him. And I mean, I think he, he told just, the truth. Yeah, he did.
1: I mean, you got to respect that. That's that takes a lot of courage to get on national television and and say that. I mean, Ty is pretty. Uh you know, he said he was scared, but, I mean, in my my eyes, the guy is pretty fearless as far as...
0: Yeah, I think that's a language thing. I think he meant intimidated, probably. That's how I took what he said, that they were very intimidated. When
1: you share your vulnerabilities with somebody, that's always a really powerful thing, it is. and they brought that up.
0: It is. It didn't do him a bit of good. It
1: didn't do him any but good, but he was true to himself.
0: He was. That's a good, good point. Well, Sydney gets up, and she asks Aubrey if the plan was always... To get her out, and Aubrey said, "Right there," and I thought that was great. She goes, "It should have been Michelle, but Michelle won." I mean, Aubrey was just like, I mean, just laying was, it on the line. And they,
1: you know, they were all pretty much telling the truth. And I, I mean, I, none of, none of those people up there. I disliked.
0: No, 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 no. I like them. Usually, all. somebody
1: makes it to the end. But you just
0: thinking, if they just, win, if
1: they win, I'm never going to watch I this know, again. I, <laughs> I'm writing Jeff Probst a strongly worded letter, I know. and I'm never even turning on this network anymore. I know. But all those those last three were really uh, they were likable people. They were you know,
0: likable, stand up people.
1: This whole uh, the final fifteen were pretty much uh, likable people. And
0: maybe the whole 20. I mean, we don't know. We just didn't know no, the others the, as well. No, but the last right. few
1: people, I mean, like, you know, Joe. I mean, you know, we love Scott and Jason. You know, I was hoping they'd go a lot farther. And they right. were pissing people off there. But they, behind the scenes, when they're talking on off camera or on camera just with just the, the interviewer or whatever right. by themselves, they were really good guys. They were really good people. And I, we didn't see very, I, I don't, Barring that that comment out of the blue from Neil from Neil. I mean I know. and it was out of character for him it to say something like it was. ugly like that. I
0: don't understand that. It did
1: absolutely no good but make him look like a jackass.
0: Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand where that came from. I'm I'm completely with you. It's not not I would have never thought Neil would have done that and we didn't see any other side of Neil. That all in like
1: all, that. I guess now that we're talking about it, that's the the glaring part about this season is the likability of most of these
0: players. A, I hadn't thought about it till we were just in there, but there was certainly no Johnny Fairplay or Hansen, but beyond that, there was not even any
1: hands I think or was it Hanson or Hans?
0: Russell hands hands you're right yeah right yeah, but there wasn't even any any marginally dislikable people.
1: Was there? N- not that I can think of, or I would care to admit. Now that we're talking about people, <laughs> I would—I I, I can't think of anybody I would want to single out, honestly, and say, you know, this person was really unpleasant because they. Well, oh
0: no, we like to call out the well, Johnny Fair play.
1: Nick was kind of arrogant. Nick was a little arrogant, but I don't know. He that,
0: seemed a little pompous a time or two. You're right. You're right. He did, but but he wasn't an ugly guy. No, by no, any stretch.
1: No. No, he no. He was well mannered. hmm Oh, wait a minute. Who? Who? The doctor.
0: Peter. Peter. Peter was a little bit. Peter was a he, little. But he was arrogant. He wasn't ugly.
1: But when Peter left, when Peter left, Peter got real humble real quick on his way out, and was very gracious.
0: Yeah, he was when he left. He was. So
1: you got to give him that. But
0: he didn't seem like a bad guy. But no. he was just. A little off-putting.
1: Well, yeah, he was a little proud of himself.
0: So, Mike, what did the monkey say when the llama ran over his tail?
1: Um, I don't remember.
0: It won't be long now. That's what Scott got up there and told. But don't... Yeah. (laughs) Scott scolded Ty.
1: He sure did. Over
0: not using his advantages.
1: And he couldn't wait to do that because Ty, you know, just totally, totally humiliated Scott.
0: And then he gets Aubrey to sweet talk him about why he should vote for her, and then he says that Michelle got stronger as the game went along and gives her a standing ovation. He got
1: he gave the Michelle winning speech. Yeah, I think he did. he did. And remember, Scott's Scott's a leader. You know,
0: that's the other person she was going to vote out because he is a leader, and she didn't think he was going to vote for her.
1: That's right. She sure did not. You're exactly right. She was afraid right. he was
0: going to be able to influence other people.
1: She was going to vote out Scott, mm-hmm. and they were encouraging her, especially Ty, to vote out Scott. I
0: know. But when he is giving her that standing ovation, she started to cry, and um, Ty still holding the st- still holding Mark the chicken, and. They each speak and Aubrey's impassioned about why she outlasted, outplayed and outwitted. And Ty is holding Mark the chicken and he starts to cry. And he says a saying about how all flowers are they're all flowers floating in the water and they bump into each other and then never see each other again. And he's talking about making great memories with everyone and that's all he could ask for and I
1: thought that might have gotten him a few votes.
0: I thought that was Because that, that even good. touched
1: Scott, if you remember they showed Scott.
0: And Michelle starts crying and saying she's proud of herself. And that was pretty much what she said. And and I made a note here. She is awfully pretty. And she's sitting there and she's tearing up. So then the jury votes. And we come back. And they're saying a fond farewell to Mark the Chicken. And they turn him loose. Because him Jeff's loose saying, unless you got a way to get him back to the States. Jeff's that, like, do you want to ship Mark the Chicken?
1: They could have brought Mark back.
0: Can you imagine? He would have been a much hailed chicken, don't you think? The <laughs>
1: much, well-respected chicken in the yard.
0: But the winner is Jeff. Comes up on the stage or at the reunion, and this uh-huh. time he changed shirts. You he said. did
1: change shirts. He didn't come out of the the jungle with the same shirt that he was in there with, and
0: I didn't even notice.
1: And then, of course, I didn't notice anybody when after they showed Michelle. She I mean, was. good lord, she was stunning. I know.
0: I know, but the winner's Michelle, and they read six of the seven votes, and she had four of them, so she had enough to yep. win. That's all I wrote down, anyway. So, how did she seem to you when Jeff was talking to her about having won?
1: Um, she seemed, well, like any winner would seem, wanting to give her account of the way, you know, she... Of
0: why she deserved why to win. why she
1: deserved to win. Yeah. Her, she was still selling it yeah and her strategy, which
0: why wonder
1: uh i I don't they all do that
0: no, they don't, no, they don't a lot of times they the the winners get up there and say i don't I don't have any idea how how I outlasted these brilliant people that are behind me, and they're so you know humble and stuff like that. You see that a lot,
1: well, maybe she was aware that she had just kind of skated in there.
0: Well, I wrote, she seems, and I didn't really know what to put because, like I said, I like Michelle and I didn't want really to put anything negative about her. So, I just wrote, wrote the word confident. She seemed pretty confident that, well, of course I won because I did this and I did this and I did that. it was just, I don't know, it just seemed kind of like an odd thing to be sitting there saying. But you're right. I mean, even if you didn't want to pay attention to what she was saying, you could just look at her. Aubrey said she was a Cochran look-alike, and he's her spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Ty was one in 500, is what Jeff said. They've had like 500 players on this game so far. Like none other, unique. The social game scared him, but he wanted to be who he was, and all living things matter to him. Well, Ty that's was a
1: Buddhist. That's the way, mm-hmm. if you've ever been around Buddhists, that's a Buddhist. Really? Oh, yeah. They're pleasant people, and they love everybody and everything. There's, I've never met an offensive Buddhist, ever.
0: And then Sia came up.
1: Now, see, this is what I don't understand. Okay. Is the whole shtick with Sia, like her hair's in her eyes, so she's, she calls herself Sia when she can't see yeah. anything?
0: I don't think so. I don't think that has anything to do with it.
1: Because what can she see?
0: She, she, well, not much with that lampshade hair on her head. Didn't they
1: have one of those characters on uh, the Adams Family that had... Hair its eyes. Well, she
0: is. She's, from everything I know, and the only reason I know Sia, let me say this, is because Jill, our youngest daughter, Jillian, and I watched Dance Moms together, and one of the little girls who dances on that show danced in a video for Sia, one of her music videos, if I remember right, and I think I do. So, that's how I knew Sia is talking to Jillian based on that whole thing because they showed parts of that. Um, I think it's just her shtick. I think it's just her shtick. It's not like like back in the day when you didn't know who Kiss was, right? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, well, I'm just kind of. There's
0: pictures of her
1: up. I'm feeling like the old guy that doesn't understand Sia in the way that my grandmother didn't understand Mick Jagger.
0: But Sia comes on, and she gives Ty $50,000 personally. She wanted this, uh, remember how they used to choose a fan favorite, and they'd give him $100,000, like fans would vote on a lot of the different survivors, and she wanted that back and was afraid it wouldn't be back, and it wasn't back, and so she came on herself and gave him $50,000 plus $50,000 to an animal charity because she thought he really moved her, and his feelings toward animals and stuff and of course ty's up there and he did not to communicate. no and and he going. starts
1: talking and you know jeff had to cut him off a couple of times
0: mm-hmm. poor ty and then they brought drew Carey out and they had evidently done a special survivor the price is, price right. is right i had seen that i would have loved uh, that
1: i didn't either yeah
0: i mean i would have loved to have seen that and then we see caleb and caleb's talking about When he fell out, and how if he could have uh, said anything, he would have told them to leave him, you know. And then we meet survivor Doctor Joe Rolls, and he's the head guy there all the time with every challenge. And they do the water, talking about all that kind of stuff. Medically
1: evac three players from this game,
0: but they said that Caleb was the sickest survivor they've ever seen. And this guy, this doctor, he's he's a adventurer. And he said he hates to pull these people that he sees out there playing. First of all, how hard it is to get on the show. Can you imagine how many people apply for this show?
1: I could probably get on the show.
0: I think you should get on the show. I'm not going to get on the show. I think you should. (laughs) They'd
1: put me on there with everybody I've talked about.
0: Yeah, they would. That'd be funny.
1: No, it wouldn't be fun. It'd be tragic.
0: And then Jason and Scott and Ty talk about the David and Goliath scene, they call it, where where Ty knocked out um, Scott. And Ty says that he knew the night before he was not going to do that. To
1: give up his idol.
0: I wonder how he slept that night.
1: Not very well.
0: And then they talk about Debbie, how she was an original, like Rupert. Debbie
1: was an original.
0: And she says sanity is overrated. And then she went through all of her jobs, because remember they were talking about all of her Uh, different jobs? yeah. And then they talked to Joe. Everybody loved Joe. Get it done at 71, Joe.
1: Joe uh really I was not a Joe fan at the start of the show, but I'm a big Joe fan. I at the like end.
0: Joe. And then they talked to Julia. She's the youngest.
1: Julia player. Listen, she played wonderfully well. She yeah. was very, very tuned in to what was going on. And I'm surprised Julia uh didn't didn't go further. She she She
0: went really far. She
1: really played well.
0: She did, but she did what Sydney did that. You know, walk back and forth between two teams, and man, you cannot do and that. Sydney for almost the most got away part.
1: with it if, if Michelle hadn't won the immunity challenge.
0: If it if, weren't for them kids it weren't and that for dog, them
1: damn kids and that dog.
0: <laughs> and then Mark the chicken. They talked about Mark the chicken, and he was named after Mark Burnett. I know. I know. And they ate the other chicken that Name was named death. Jeff. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, and they were saying how amazing it was that Ty kept the starving people from eating a chicken that was running. Hey, Could you imagine? I mean, look at that guy's power and influence. Really, that's that is amazing mm-hmm. to me. You had Scott and Jason there,
1: and the chicken lived. And
0: the chicken lived. I mean, is there anything else? And to Jason say? was
1: sitting there talking about it while Mark was running around at his feet. Oh, I know. Then the, 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 nobody's going to eat the chicken.
0: And Mark even got to be like this um, cocky little chicken, right? And he
1: got bigger. Did you notice he grew? No, yeah.
0: didn't. But, I mean, he was like running around and taking food. And, you know, I mean, he was just like, I don't know if he took food. Maybe he, he did.
1: He was part of the group in his mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but he had found a new family. He he Remember they really had him tied up at the beginning. Right? I know. like his foot tied to something. That was Ty's plan. And... At the end of it, he was just running no, around. He was, you he, know they'd go to challenges and come back. And, and Mark, Mark the would chicken be there. there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Waiting for him. Jump on Ty's back. I think Mark the Chicken was, was attached to Ty.
0: I think so, too. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? I'm telling you,
1: man, those Buddhists, they've got some kind of magic dust they sprinkle.
0: Well, we see that next season... It starts back in the fall. Are you going to be here with me in the fall? Yes, I'll be here
1: right here in the fall.
0: Aren't you excited about it? Yes. About doing this again? Yes, I am. This is a really kind of easy show to podcast and kind of fun to talk about. It's a conversation you and I would have. Anyway. Right. But next season in the fall... 20 new castaways, and it's going to be Millennials versus Generation X.
1: That ought to be interesting.
0: Millennials, when I looked it up, is like 18 to 34. And Generation X is 34 to 54. So, it's really us versus our children. Uh,
1: well, um, want to make any predictions?
0: Um. Well, I haven't met them yet, but why? What are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking that the millennials will do better. The millennials are the older ones or the younger ones?
0: The millennials are the younger ones.
1: Okay, I think Generation X will do better. Why? Because they're Generation X.
0: Because it's us. Yeah,
1: well, the millennials don't have any kind of... um, you know, they're they're just whole different value set.
0: It was pretty interesting to hear them talk. They showed like little clips of it and stuff like that, and it was really interesting. You saw a lot of a uh, lot of cultural differences in that. More than, of course, we see in our home because our children are like us, so um, or a lot like us anyway. So I I think it might be really interesting. I think it's going to be real difficult. For the most part, for Generation X to compete physically against the Millennials and them young. but Mm, I don't know. But I picture the Millennials, the way they were showing them, these people, they might not have the best social game, but we'll see. I don't know. Jeff pointed out that if you wanted any of the props from the show to go to SurvivorAuctions.com, the proceeds go to Survivor Stand Up to Cancer thing that they do. You know, years ago, they used to put them on eBay. Yeah. And now they've got their own thing. So I think that's really, a, you know, I mean, that's a nice thing that they're doing to to donate the props to the show.
1: Well, yeah, almost effortlessly raise money for a charity. I, that's
0: That's incredible. I really do like that. But we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Tribe Has Spoken podcast. Mike, if anybody wants to talk to you about the end of Survivor, how are they in touch with you?
1: Uh, they could call me on the phone or send me an email or drive by and beep their horn. I'll come out to their driveway. Or they can get me at on Twitter at Mike from TN. At Mike from TN on Twitter. That's me.
0: And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TribalRant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on TribalRant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, we also have a Fear the Walking Dead podcast here on Tribal Rant called Fear the Walking Prequel. So if you like Fear the Walking Dead, check out that podcast. This week is the mid-season finale, so we'll have that up. We'll do that this coming up Monday and then have it up probably on Tuesday. Also, we do a The Americans podcast, so check back here at TribalRant.com and look for American Reds. That's our The Americans podcast, if you like The Americans. And as kind of a spin-off to our last Americans podcast, we partnered with Mike and Jamie at WestCoastProject.com to do a movie called Failsafe. Mike had mentioned in his and Jamie's The Americans podcast about the similarities in the movies Failsafe and Dr. Strangelove to the plot that was mentioned in episode 409 of The Americans, entitled The Day After. So, knowing our enthusiasm for The Americans, he contacted us, and Mike and I joined him and Jamie to podcast Failsafe. It was a real unique experience, and we had a really good time doing it, so if you're interested in that at all, run on over to westcoastproject.com and have a listen to Failsafe with Mike and Jamie and us, Mike and Michelle. So, Mike, it was Michelle after all. So, congratulations to Michelle.
1: Congratulations, Michelle, and, you stunningly beautiful woman. You.
0: <laughs> and we'll see you all back in the fall next Survivor. I'll see you. So, Survivor 33.
1: About two minutes in the living room. Bye. Bye.